Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to Wine Smart. Today we're heading to the beautiful island of Sicily, the Mediterranean's largest island as a matter of fact. And we're going to talk about the Etna DOC, a wonderful location for both white and red wines. They actually make rosato and sparkling too, and we're going to cover that in detail in a moment. But let's figure out where are we when we're talking about Etna. Well, we're on the island of Sicily. It's in the, basically in the dead center of the Mediterranean uh, Sea. It's actually closer to Africa than it is to most of Italy. It's only like 90 miles across to get to Tunisia. Then when we talk about Etna itself, it's on the eastern side of the island, centered around Mount Etna, of course. And Etna's no joke. I mean, Etna is over 90 miles in circumference. It's the largest uh, active volcano on the European continent. And um, it provides a large and beautiful wine growing region at the DOC. The DOC actually wraps around and it starts in the north at the town of Randazzo and then it goes all the way around the eastern facing slopes to the south facing slopes and stops at Santa Maria di Licodia. The entire DOC has available views of the sea. It gets influence from the Mediterranean as well as the magic of elevation which we're going to talk about shortly. The commune in the center of the DOC is like Milo uh, and Milo is about 79 kilometers from, that's 49 miles, from Messina, uh, famous for the Straits of Messina. It's 265 kilometers, it's 165 miles from Palermo on the west side of the island. And it's 103 kilometers, that's 83 miles, north of Vittoria in the south. And everything about Etna DOC is volcanic by nature because this is an all the time active volcano. The highest peak varies, obviously, because it's an active volcano, but it's really close to about 3,357 meters of late. That's 11,014 feet. The mountain was formed in strata, so layer upon layer upon layer. Eruptions just kept building land, for lack of a better description. And each one of those eruptions has created something of value. So each eruption, which happens, as I mentioned, lots of times, erupts throughout the year and as it, a lava flow happens or an ash cloud drops you are starting a layer of infant soil and the beauty of infant soil is it has all of its minerality and its inclusions still in it it hasn't been used for cultivation or hasn't grown anything for nature and so its nutrients are still there one of the values of the Etna DOC soil profile is that they are all, in the concept of Earth, fairly young soils. And they are in various ages based on where you are on the hillside and where a lava flow went through in that particular section and at what point in time. And so they're very rich. The other huge value here for grape growing especially is that this broken down lava flow and ash deposits are granular. Um, think of it as coarse sandiness and they are very well drained. So you're never going to have an issue of water buildup in the Etna vineyards. So another benefit of being on the slopes of an actively growing mountain is the variation in steepness or grade. Many of the vineyards as you increase in elevation need to be terraced because the land now is a little too steep to plant just on the natural slope. 
We've talked about elevation multiple times. We haven't gotten very specific, so let's, let's get specific. It is the magic of this high-quality wine region because remember, we're at 37 degrees north latitude. That's not very north. It's subject to a lot of the influence of the Sirocco wind, which comes off of North Africa. It's hot, and this island would be much hotter than it is if it weren't for maritime influence and elevation. So the majority of the vineyards in the Etna DOC range from 300 to 1100 meters. That's 1000 to 3600 feet above sea level. There are plantings above that. There is this magic attraction of elevation and going up the mountain to find a little bit cooler site to find how high can we go and what would the wine taste like up there. Um, and so you'll see plantings at 1200 meters. The DOC itself does actually have some regulation about elevation for the Etna DOC. It's by location, and so it varies, and so it's very difficult to just say, well, it's you can only go up to 1,000 meters, or you can only go up to 800 meters, because it changes by contrada. And we'll talk about what a contrada is in a few minutes. But let's talk about why that elevation matters. We're at 37 degrees north latitude, we have the potential for this area to be hot, but we have elevation. Let's understand that through the principles of something called temperature lapse rate, a very important thing to understand when we start talking about wine growing regions that are elevation affected, places like Mendoza, Argentina, places like Etna. In a simple format that gets you close enough, is a simple average that for every 1,000 meters increase in altitude, you decrease your ambient temperature by 6.5 degrees Celsius. Or if you wanted in English standard units, 3.5 degrees Fahrenheit decrease for every 1,000 feet of increase in elevation. 1,000 feet, not 1,000 meters. That's why the numbers are smaller. So let's put that in real terms. So the major city near uh, Etna DOC is Catania. It's 30 degrees at whatever point in the day in Catania. And we decide we're gonna go up into Etna. What are we gonna find when we get there temperature-wise? At 500 meters, lots of vineyards planted at 500 meters. That's 1,640 feet of elevation. It's no longer 30 degrees. It's 26.8 degrees Celsius, which is 80.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that's that's pretty different. Six degrees, that, that feels different to us. It feels very different to the vines as well. If we get to 1,000 meters, now we're at 3,280 feet above sea level. Our ambient temperature is at 23.5 degrees Celsius, 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Maybe I want my long sleeve shirt instead of my short sleeve shirt if the wind's blowing. It's a very different experience for a vineyard at 1,000 meters than it was at sea level in Catania. If you're crazy and you're pushing the limits and you're like, I gotta have that high elevation vineyard and you plant at 1,500 meters, that's 4,921 feet above sea level. That same day, you're now at 20.3 degrees Celsius, which is 68.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm, now we're thinking, are we gonna be able to ripen our grapes this year? You've got plenty of sunshine, but the temperature, so you're gonna have a very long growing season. And that's what helps with elevation. It extends that growing season. So the wines of Etna are based on three primary grapes that you really need to know. For the reds, the Rosso, you're dealing with 80% Norello Mascalese, which gets its name from Nero, black, and a town in the region called Mascali. You're also allowed to blend in 20% Norello Capuccio 
and a maximum of 10% non-aromatic white grapes approved by the consortium. But many Etna Rosso wines are 100% Norello Mascalese. The somewhat rare Rosato wines, but delicious, they have the exact same rules as the reds. Obviously, they just come out pink and refreshing. The Bianco wines, the white wines, rely on the, the white indigenous grape Caricante. Caricante, uh, at a minimum of 60%, then alongside of it, you're allowed to blend up to 40% Catorato, which is a widely planted native Sicilian white grape. And then, of course, they allow that 15% other non-aromatic whites. They don't want it to be floral uh, like Musca. Then there is one other white appellation called Bianco Superiore, and Bianco Superiore have to be from the commune of Milo. They have it to be a minimum of 80% Caricante instead of 60, and then a 20% of all the other things. And yes, just like a lot of other regions in Italy, they make sparkling wine too. Let's keep it all in the family. Uh, the Bianco or the Rosato wines are based on 60% Norello Mascalese minimum, and a maximum of 40% other suitable grapes for the region. What do you expect out of Norello Mascalese? Fine tannins, tart red fruits, aromatic herbs, and lots of minerality, because it's from Edna. It reminds people of Nebbiolo, it reminds them of Pinot Noir, and it reminds them of Sangiovese primarily, but it is definitely its own thing. Norello Cappuccio, the blending grape, is exactly that. It's softer, it's darker, it's a good wine for blending, rarely seen on its own. Caricante is really interesting. This naturally high malic acid content in its grape juice results in wines that are racy and tart structurally. They, they have a structure that reminds people of dry Riesling, but the fruits are orange and floral notes, apples, exotic spice like anise is often found by people, and of course, lots of minerality. In 2014, the DOC changed the one thing it's ever changed. It authorized the use of 133 Contrade on the labels. Contrade? Yes. Contrade is the plural for Contrada. This is a singular small area. Think of a hamlet or a collection of vineyard plots. Instead of listing uh, single vineyard sites on the, the DOC, they authorize you, the use of these Contrada. The contrade. So you now will see wines with the Contrada that the wine was grown in, and it has to be 100% from that Contrada. You might see a name like, here's three examples, Montegorna, Monte San Nicolo, and Martinella. I find Etna to be super exciting. It's a great addition to any wine search, any wine program, um, because people really like these wines when they try them. They're both exotic and familiar at the same time. They have that, that attractive, sort of slightly rustic, elegant satin side that makes them feel a little bit like those three grapes I mentioned in the reds and that racy, refreshing side of the whites. They have that high elevation viticulture conversation that people love to have. They have this beautiful expression of their locality and that conversation about being on an active volcano as opposed to volcanic soil alone. Really a great conversation to have with anyone that's uh, looking to buy these wines. And in the show notes, you can uh, take a peek into the link for one of our wineries that will give you a great exploration into Etna, Cantine Nicosia. See you next time.